Welcome to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. And please rate and review the show. Reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360. Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm your host, William Lou. I'm joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong. This will be the one show on the station today that's not primarily Leafs talk. Although, I did watch that game. And uh, like everyone else, very, very excited uh, that the Maple Leafs are moving on. Um, that's the extent of my ho- hockey knowledge. So, uh, good job. Good job, Bucks. <laughs> yeah. How you doing, Alex? Do you have more hockey knowledge for us? Well, you've been running around the office every time you see a hockey person, and all you're doing is screaming "Team of Destiny." Yes. Is, is this your is this your thing for this entire playoff run right now? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I just noticed that like Leafs fans are you know a little nervous. I know Insecure. I'm, I'm the uh, first one to notice this one. Um, yeah, but scared. even after they got up three one, everyone in the office was just kind of just like, uh, I don't know. I mean, this and that. And I was just like, no, I've been telling everyone team of destiny, mm. not that I know hockey or nothing, anything else, not even that I necessarily believe it, but just like, you know, I think people need that kind of like confidence boost. And now that they've done it, I, I feel like, you know, the common refrain you've heard is they got the monkey off their back. And it kind of reminds me of like when the Raptors finally, um, were able to win a first round series in a best of seven, mm. right? Because for the longest time, they only had that one best of five series win. You know, shouts to Alvin, shouts to the New York Knicks. Classic series. Right? Yeah, I was, I was, I was uh, in grade two. Yeah, um, you were on the other side of the world. But then they made the playoffs in 2014 and lost in seven. Um, they made the playoffs in 2015. They got swept by Randy Whitman's Washington Wizards. Oh, yeah. Randy Whitman, a, a candidate for the Raptors' first ever head coaching job. Not that I'm reading, prehistoric. That was my, uh, that Washington series, the first series I covered as a, as a journalist. Got you. Flew to Washington, watched two great games. Uh, I no AC fan flight on that one. No, my version of AC fan flight for that one was I took a go bus um, from Toronto to Hamilton, mm. but not the direct one. That's forty five minutes. The three hour one, after, which if you catch it too late, you have to catch that one. And I wrote my entire like post game three column when you mm. kind of were just like, all right, we're resigned to the fact that we're getting swept, and it was one of the most depressing reads. Um, well, what about the time I took a Greyhound with Blake Murphy? For Game Six of the 2016 Eastern ah. Conference, Game Five of the Eastern Conference Finals in right. Cleveland, right, right, right. We couldn't find our media seats, and by the time we sat down, I believe it was 43 to like <laughs> 13 for the Cavs. So anyway, uh, the Raptors have also had uh, not the same like same extent as as least. No, fans, all heartbreak is the same. It, it, when yeah. I finally got to 2016, though, and the Raptors finally beat the Pacers, and that series was also like so hard, even though it was one eight. Yeah. Um, oh was, my God! Was that a one eight? That two was seven. I want to say two seven. Was that was that two seven? Yeah, I want to say maybe two it was seven. two seven. Yeah. But report, the, regardless, like it was not anticipated for it to be that difficult. The Raptors had one fifty six games that year, but it was still like just so so frustrating. There was the game five that was at that I'll never forget, where Solomon Hill hit a three that would have I think either won the game or forced overtime, and the the ball had just like grazed his fingertips. Like it was literally like we're talking about skin cells. Um, difference between us, you know, potentially going down yeah. that series or to not. To be fair, he had the slowest follow through in the history. That, that's fine. Of also, basketball that, shooting. That series got both Solomon Hill and Yamahimni fifty million dollar contracts, <laughs> like they were Kelsey Clinton or something. Like that, 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 that did not work out for the for the other. That team was the one them. where where Norm had that wild run. Right? That was the same game, and the ball Norm... almost slipped out of his hand when he did that breakaway dunk. That was there for that. For that, that was super lit. Yeah. Um, and then of course they won that game seven. I think they won by like one or two possessions. 
Oh yeah, sounds, and they sounds like about right. They barely got over the line, and yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's just how it is in the playoffs. Like well, you, you just remember, do whatever it you takes. remember after they beat Miami in the next round, there's huge celebrations at, at Young Dundas and yeah. across the city, right? So, so I was really happy for Leafs fans to see that same relief because I, I just I understand. Yeah, a lot, lot of fireworks and honking, you know, outside. Yeah. On, yeah. On, I was trying to sleep, but it's fine. Yeah. Okay. It's a little loud. Uh, yeah. It was not in my neighborhood. Me, me, <laughs> not at Caledonia my, Park? My, my neighbor, Derek, uh, we, we slept just fine. It wasn't like Portugal won nope. a game in the Euros. Nobody was rolling down Davenport? Yeah. No, they were not rolling down St. Clair and doing uh, <laughs> doing circles around St. Clair like when Argentina won. Uh, oh, man. But yeah, congrats Cup. to the Leafs. It's good for the city. The energy is good. But yeah, no. I no. mean, I, I you know sometimes I like to dabble in like a little bit of like friendly hostility between the two Toronto franchises. You know, is this a basketball city? Is this a, Leafs? Is, is this a hockey city? Mm. Like, no, I, I just think in this situation, like, the Raptors are completely irrelevant. So I just really would like to jump on this bandwagon and enjoy it for all of Toronto, really. No, for sure. Yeah. Shows to MLSE for having wow. one, one I, good team. I, I guess we are also talking at least on this program. Man. <laughs> it's hard not to, man. I was happy for my dad. Called my dad for the first time yeah, in, congrats. Uh, in is this two the, weeks. Oh, yeah. This is the first time in 19 years that your dad's seen them in the second round. So, yo, I'm not even kidding. So I came to this country um, in 2000. Mm. Um, Y2K. Yeah, yeah. So it was April of 2000. I, I don't, I don't remember following the Leafs in 2000, 2001, or 2002. Mm. But prime I did, Pat Quinn years. Yeah, well, I remember Pat Quinn. Salute to mm. Pat Quinn. R.I.P. Man. R.I.P. Legit. Um, but like, I remember getting into hockey, and I remember only ever seeing one Leafs series win, and that was like, it was uh, Matt Sundin versus Daniel it's, Alfredson. Yeah, basically every time they saw Ottawa in the first round. Yeah. Um, soon to be owned by Snoop Dogg, apparently. <laughs> um, well, they were previously owned by Matt Sundin. No, they Sundin, took care so of business, you know. Shouts to Patrick Lillian. management there. There's a lot of hockey talk right there. No, but, like, that, that that's the only series win I've ever seen. <laughs> Get me Kipper and Wong, man. Let's what, go. Like, since I've been in Canada. Yeah. I've seen one series win, so yeah, no, I'm sure that's the same for a lot of people. No, like, that, my little brother was born in 2002. That's what I'm like, saying. He's only ever seen one either. There's, ni- there's like, 19-year-olds, 18, 19-year-olds. This is the first time that they've seen exactly. their local hockey team have this kind of success and the Leafs I'm not sure if you know mm. are now the betting favorites to win it all oh what? so uh, no pressure there oh man okay. no pressure there all new right. prediction Leafs uh Toronto Maple Leafs Seattle Kraken you tell me it's a whole new Stanley game Stanley Cup finals put a parlay on that. that's a whole new game anyways all right wow we did six minutes oh wow. anything is anything is possible um basketball this weekend elite elite basketball First Adam off, Silver you're back in the good books man giving us a night off yesterday too Yo, first you know? off, um, that on. was that was that was a weird one because obviously we had the one p.m. game, which is typical of Sundays mm-hmm. um, in in basketball. A pretty good game, I would say. Like I would say, like great game, but pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he overcoming the, uh, the yeah. Knicks we'll get to that. We'll get to, we'll get to the culture. But the second game was just like must watch, and not necessarily because the game was so competitive. Like it was competitive for three quarters, mm-hmm. but just seeing an all time performance, like that's why you tune in. That's why you block off your Sunday afternoon. You know, after you come back yeah. from a uh, buffet. Yeah, shout out to to Clement True Johnson yeah. know, for the CCY luncheon. But yeah, Man. Warriors Kings Game Seven. You do talk about watching an all time. This was the all time. Uh, Steph Curry, yeah. first yeah. player ever. I was pretty surprised when I heard this stat. Uh, first player with fifty points in a Game Seven. Mm-hmm. And you know, after the game, too, story came out from Marcus Thompson oh, yeah. of the Athletic that after they lost Game Six on Friday, Steph couldn't sleep. He was checking his phone. You know, rolling in his bed, and at four in the morning, he got a text from Draymond, and they started talking about how embarrassing that loss was, mm. and also specifically talked about how Malik Monk called him old mm. at, at the presser after, and and Draymond offered as as he does um, to to speak to the team, you know, uh, before Game Seven. But Curry said, no, 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 let me take this one. 
So before their Saturday film session, Curry basically told everyone, gathered everyone and told the whole team that he believed in them, that they believed that he, they had enough to win, and he asked for their trust in return. And he told them to put all their feelings aside in terms of some of the young guys were unhappy about playing time in their role and told them to just lock in. Mm. And he said that if you're coming on this bus to Sacramento, then that means that you're part of this. And then he went out and delivered a 50-point performance yeah. in Game 7. I mean, his Game 4 last year against the Celtics, the 43 points when they were down 2-1 yeah. at, at the Garden, at the other Garden, uh, was, I think, a, a hallmark you know, moment in his career. But this has to be up there, too. This might be 1A, 1B. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I just feel like, um, first off, it, it wasn't even necessarily how you would think a 50-point game would go for Steph where he would make like 12 threes um, or he didn't get to the free throw line that much. He shot three of five from the foul line. He missed back-to-back free throws at one point and then the next play down, he hit a three and the next time he was at the free throw line, he did this like comically evil grin. <laughs> Yo, this is the thing I want to say too before <laughs> you go on. them both. Before man. I forget this, like, yeah, go ahead. I want to say this in the in the nicest way possible. Like, he is uh, psychotic. Like, Yo. the way he enjoys eviscerating yeah. opponents in these high-pressure situations. It's like a Jimmy Butler style. Yeah, like yeah. I'm sure you've seen the clips too. At one point, he like, Told the told the arena to light the beam. Yeah, like in the Put second half. In the middle of that and too. apparently he was directing it at Fifty Cent, Sacramento oh, Kings fan who was sitting courtside. <laughs> and Yo, I don't even know what the general public oh, wow. thinks of Steph in terms of his persona. Uh-huh. But to me, he's always been one of the best trash talkers in the game. Yeah, absolutely. Like man. pure, like absolutely. pure, one of the best trash talkers. I think even better than Draymond. Because listen. Draymond give you like, you know, four and seven and then he'll stomp on your chest. Mm. That's different from Steph coming into your arena and giving you 50 and telling you to light the beam in a game seven as he ends your season. Now, telling the fans to light the beam is so funny. Like it's <laughs> No, but it's so cutting, you know, like it's it cuts it? deep because they've been lighting the beam all season. That's, anyway, no, it's I, amazing. I just I mean, that alone, I think the performance is also incredible. Um by the way, just just because this is a Raptor show, there was a former Raptor who spent a lot of time guarding him the other day, um, Terrence Davis, who oh, yeah, we saw was the be- not good on defense. We saw the best guard and the worst guard in Raptors history yesterday. Kyle in the first game, oh. and then Terrence Davis in the second one. No, listen, I, I get it. Like, TD was 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 there to space the floor, and he hit some threes early sure. on, and everyone was like, whoa, look at him. But it's like, I'm like, I, 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 you can't fool me. I'm familiar with your game. Like, I was literally sitting on the couch like Shaq, being like, I, I know what's going to come next. <laughs> This guy does not know how to play defense. No, that was Nando's chicken, man. I actually yeah. remember one time I interviewed um, Fred mm-hmm. um, in the in the back of a full <laughs> and I mean in the back, like there's like a there's like a stock room, you know, like we're talking about dead stock. That was dead stock, okay? It was it was I was literally stock <laughs> yes, Fred, eggs. Fred, I believe, was promoting some and one sneakers. That's at the right, time. which I don't yeah. think he was that big of a fan of. But anyway, yeah. we were we were sitting in the back of the stock room, um, mm-hmm. and uh, the camera is like literally one feet away from us. And my big head and his 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 small body has to fit into this one frame. And we're drafting players for three on three. Like who would win on a three on three, right? And obviously mm. he had, you know, Fred and I obviously I took Kyle as my team captain. And um we got down to the last pick because we had one one guy off the bench. And I picked Terrence Davis. And he's like, Oh, you want DD? I was like, Why? Why? It's like, what's wrong with TD? He's like, Oh, he don't play no defense. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, ha, ha. And then I, from that point onwards, I was looking at it very closely. I was like, wow, he really doesn't play defense. <laughs> like the amount of time Steph just got by and walk to mm-hmm. the rim yesterday without even having a screen, without even, like, having to throw together a triple combination mm-hmm. to tri- put his man off balance before he can drive. Like, the on-ball defense was just so disappointing from Sacramento. And I was just like, wait, Mike Brown, you had a really good strategy here with Davion Mitchell, uh, who I understand wasn't shooting the ball confidently and wasn't giving you great contributions. 
offensively. But hey, you can overlook that if he's, you know, slowing down Steph by any degree. And so, the, yeah, I mean, not a great look for 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 Terrence on on defense last night. Yeah. It really helped contribute to the fact that Steph drove in for so many layups. Yeah, um, easy and, too. And that was really impressive easy. to see the diversity in this game, man. Yeah, I, no, I think I think several of the Kings players didn't show up. Um, you know, looking at Harrison Barnes, mm-hmm. you know, four points in 14 minutes. Kevin Herter really struggled this entire series and yeah. was one of six from three yesterday, only at seven points. I was pretty surprised by, by Kevin Herter's performance in this series just because I remember him lighting up the Sixers in that game seven. Yeah, The, yeah, the yeah. famous game where Ben Simmons passed at the end and it ended his career. And I mean, you, when you're a shooter like that, like I just feel like it's a streaky thing. It, it, it's a bit of a streaky thing, no, right? Unless fair. you're like one of those like super elite, yeah, like Steph Curry types. Sure, to no. be honest, right? And like, like, yeah, De'Aaron Fox was five of nineteen. Yeah, I'm not sure towards the end of the series if if, if if his uh, injury was starting to affect him. Mm-hmm. And even like Sabonis, you look at Demontis Sabonis. You know, he did have them in the bonus a little bit, but hey, the twenty-two eight and seven. 10 of 16. That's, I think a stink, that's a stinky 22, 8, and 7. That's I'm a stinky sorry. tofu. Um, yeah, that's, I, think, mm. I think you look at the box score, and it's like, oh, you know, played a pretty good game. But He played a good half. Not, the first half, he was legitimately yeah, yeah. good. He, yeah. he wasn't there in the second half. Yeah. A lot of his, like, you know, little push shots, hook shots around the basket were just short in the third quarter when they, the whole team was just going through a drought. I, there's something so demoralizing when your opponent is completely disrespecting you and just saying, like, you can shoot whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you want to shoot open, wide open at the elbow? Shoot it. You want to shoot a wide open jump hook? Shoot it. Mm-hmm. You want to go and drive into our guy? I mean, I suppose we'll meet you at the rim, but go ahead, shoot it. Yeah. We're not going to send help, right? And, like, it, it's demoralizing when it happens to, like, a Ben Simmons type. It's, you know, even when earlier this season that started happening to Scotty, I was like, okay, this this is kind of disrespectful. But, like, Sabonis is going to be on the All-NBA team. He's he's already mm-hmm. made an All-Star game this season. He's on, like, top five before. MVP ballots like, of, of, of reporters. What are we, like, damn. Like, that's that's got to be so demoralizing. And so I think, yeah, every time he missed one of those little jump hooks, it was just, like, it, it was, um, it, it just took a bit of an error out of that crowd. And also the fact that, like, Look, what this doesn't show is how many times he was just destroyed by Kavon Looney on offensive rebounds. Oh, like man. That, in the second half, it was just Steph Curry shooting and then Kavon getting any miss. What's uh, What do you think was more backbreaking? Like Steph, like a Steph three or a Kavon Looney offensive rebound? Because I really I think, think it's a combination of both. Because one think, goes, goes with the other, man. Because I think Kavon Looney's rebounds just like broke this team yep. in that third quarter because the game was basically tied at the half. I think the Kings were up two and then the Warriors started pulling away. Mm. But the thing too was like, the Warriors weren't playing that great on offense. They missed, I think they were 4 of 13 from the free throw line in that yep. third quarter. Yep. But every they time. They got into the bonus early in that third yep. quarter, too. I thought that was like, okay, Adam Silver, let's, let's get it. <laughs> let's get it, baby. Is that it's, why it's, Scott Foster got the assignment? No, um, come on, man. The Suns weren't playing. No, but but it's like every time it looked like, oh, the Kings going to make a pushback. Kavon Looney was just bodying everybody. Yeah. Down low, grabbing every board. I love the sequence from Clay too. Like, Clay missed two free throws and it had a wedgie. And then oh, somehow yeah. they got another chance and he hit a three. Clay was four of 19 yesterday, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Clay be taking some 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 wild shots. No. The fact that Steph has to play with <laughs> Clay and Jordan Poole on nights like this when they're acting like this is just so funny to me. Because um, he has to be the adult in the room for all of those guys. And and he's too kind to really, like, call them out. Uh, uh, I mean, he did. He did call the whole team out but like, for the game. It, it, yeah, I mean, he he didn't get a lot of help. But I, I think the one thing with Kavon is, first yeah. off, I've never seen any player get um rebounding highlight packs 
Yeah. Like, you know, they put that epic, like, Draft Express music on the back of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you're just grabbing like, boards. And it's just Kavon, like, leaning on Sabonis. Because the Sabonis yeah. will try to box out, right? He would typically mm -hmm. try to back him out and whatever, like a typical box out. And Kavon will just, like, lean on him, press down so that Sabonis can't get up at all, and then spring up from behind and, and grab the rebound. It was very impressive to watch his technique. Ten offensive rebounds. Yeah, 10 like, offensive, 21 total, three times in this series. He had 20-plus rebounds. First player since Dwight Howard against the Raptors in 2008. Oh, word. Yeah. Well, that was tough. That, yeah, he destroyed Chris Bosh in that series. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and, and watching this, I'm just like, well, this looks like a Raptors box score. One team shot 100 times. The other team shot, you know, um, actually 96 times is pretty good for Sacramento. But, like, you know, there, there is that advantage in the extra possessions. However, obviously, the key difference is that, you know, the, the Warriors... The ball ends up in Steph's hands. <laughs> the Warriors could actually, you know, hit the, when the they, shot when they get the second When they get the second shot, the ball ends up in a good shooter's hands. Yeah, but salute to Kavon Louis. And again, it's still blowing my mind that uh, Andy came on here last week and was like, yeah, Kavon makes $7 million a year. Like They talked about it on the broadcast yesterday. They started, yeah. So Andy started the conversation once again before the national media. Wow. Um, you know, Andy's always ahead of the curve. All right. We're giving Andy too much credit. By no, the way, Andy Lou banter pod Friday, uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday. So look for that Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, long work week coming. Um, is no, it? I just thought, listen, man, like all credit to the Kings too. Like I know this was a disappointing performance and it was a very disappointing sure, second sure. half, but just zooming out and thinking about it and knowing how much we respect the Warriors. Mm. And I think how, knowing how much, how hard it is to get a team like this, the defending champs, a team that hasn't lost to a Western conference team in the playoffs since 2014. Um, out in a seven-game series, like this was a super impressive performance over seven games for the Kings. I think they should feel really good about this. This is this is harder than any team pushed the Warriors last year when they won the title, and yeah. that includes the Celtics. Yeah, no, I think so that's a great way to put it. it it's really impressive to watch um, how they went at them. I liked how fearless they were, like the mm -hmm. swagger that they played with. I liked the fact that Malik Monk was like, "You guys are you guys are old." Because yeah. they went into Game Six and they actually took, just took it straight to the Warriors. And I know this because several of our friends that we invited to our friends' dinner. We're watching this game at the dinner on their phone. Will, Shouts to Joe Wolfon. I will no, say I'm like, anti. I'm I'm anti like bulletin board material though. If I was a coach, what like just not even calling anyone old or anything. But that's the thing though. Like, I would I, be I, so kind to the other opponent. That's what Mike Brown did this whole series. The difference. Well, that's different, man. Mike no. Brown has connections with with the Warriors. No, but you just got to be careful. But here's the thing though. Like I won't poke bears. What Dylan Brooks did, that's different because he didn't come out and actually do anything with the performance. Like, sure. I Malik Monk played well f throughout yeah. the whole series. Like, last just night, wait for okay, the maybe. to end. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. know. I'm yeah. just real shook of Steph and, and this Warriors team. Like, you don't want to give them any edge. No, that's man. fair. That's fair. I, I think they would have won with or without the trash talk. Man, but I kind of wish the Kings had a better um, second half performance because then I feel like people would have appreciated Steph's 50 even more, like in a close game. Cause like he was, he, was, he just kind of pulled away. But man, but that, man, that last bucket to get to fifty. Oh my god! So there's like three minutes left. <laughs> the Warriors are up fifteen or something like that. They were pretty safe, and Steph dribbles through. He splits a, a double team <laughs> in the backcourt, gets into the front court, splits a second double team on purpose. Like he's dribbling into the double team just so that he could split them, and then throws in the layup off the glass. I'm telling for 50. you, fifty. This guy dribbled he's psychotic. Into, yo, oh man, I'm telling he's you, that's so great. That's man. psychotic basketball it's, behavior. <laughs> It is because weren't they trapping him to at the end? Like they were like, I think they were yeah. actively trying to not get him his 50. Like they didn't want him yeah, to yeah. get to 50. Well, and first he, of all, I think they started trapping him a little bit too late, but that's a different story. And man. also, by the way, it's not like you trap the Warriors. Like all of a sudden, like they can't function. Like they've, they've seen Steph get trapped um, at the three point line since 2015. The so. Warriors have seen it all, man. Yeah. They've seen it all. They've been every, and I know you laugh every time I'm like, oh, this is now the 29th straight playoff series where they've won a road game. Mm-hmm. 
But like in so many of these series, they've won definitive road games like this. Yep. And yep. just crush the fan base. They crush the fan base so hard. They started chanting beat LA at the end or go Lakers. They started chanting go Lakers because they want the Lakers Yo, to take out the Warriors. That's made, how you know they're broken. They made Sacramento of all Chant, teams. let's go Lakers. That's First off, Sacramento, broke ha, ha, have some shame, man. Come on. No, broke them. Really? Really? The Warriors really. really here's like, why, hey, let's go Celtics in Toronto, man. Let's, here's, let's, you never hear that, man. Here's no my way. pitch for why the regular season doesn't matter. Okay. Warriors win. Uh, they go 11 and 30 on the road. Um, in the regular season. Mm -hmm. And even us on the Raptor show talked about this like multiple times during the season trying to figure out the home road split, right? Yep. They get themselves the sixth seed, um, you know, climb out of the play-in. They don't have to be in the play-in. They managed to win five and seven on the road mm -hmm. despite all this. And now as the sixth seed, they get home court advantage in the second round. Like, this is so wild. If if I didn't respect Andy Lou so much, I would be hating on them like I was hating on Heat Culture, man. No, man. The I, six seeded Warriors are have home court starting tomorrow against the seven seeded Lakers. This has to be the, the the lowest seed ever to have home court. This I think this is the first six seven since night in the nineteen eighties. I did see right. I think Tom Havistro tweeted that out. Got you. Um but I yeah. Mean, Congrats to the Warriors, man. I mean, I, I have them going to the finals. Um, so Yeah, same. So, you know, I'm glad that I guess we're not up. surprised. But credit to the Kings, man. They played really well. And I think that's a testament of coaching. Like, no one can look at that roster, which has, like, no offense, but, like, Trey Lyles, like, Alex Len, Malik mm -hmm. Monk, like, Terrence Davis. Like, this is not a roster. Like, they have two members of the Tampa Bay Raptors. Mm. And they're doing this against against the Warriors of all teams, including going on the road and winning game six in that dominant fashion. So... I just think that, like, yeah, a great coach can come in and really implement a system. And even though the talent on paper is just kind of what it is, you can kind of reimagine it, put together a couple of things, fill them with all with confidence. I felt like the Kings played with confidence all throughout, mm -hmm. um, except for the second half last night. But, of course, that's where it's like game seven, second half, like do or die. It's, it's a different scenario. And Steph even taunted them. and He was like, you're not ready for this? And he's right. Mm -hmm. He's right, right? So, But otherwise, they play with huge confidence, lots of moxie. And I think that, yeah, a great coach can really do that. Yeah, so... Hopefully that happens in Toronto is what I'm trying to say. What uh, Warriors-Lakers starting tomorrow. Want to talk quickly about this? Um, sure, sure. Steph and LeBron facing off for the fifth time in the playoffs. They obviously mm -hmm. had those four straight finals. And um, I guess we're not counting the play-in game when LeBron got poked in the eye and saw three baskets. Hey, right, man, listen. Last, la that. last week when I was at Hoop, one of my contacts rolled up into the top of my eye, but I didn't want to stop mid-game to, to, to wash yeah. my hand and do all this. He's also a warrior. So yeah. I also saw three rims. And he hit a couple threes. I yeah. did hit a couple With threes. With a sliding move that looks like a travel. We might need Victor, the ref, <laughs> all right. All right. to uh, litigate this. The key this. is to already be moving as you're catching, and then you have mm. two more steps. Yeah. But it looks like you have four steps. This, um... Yeah, this is going to be a mammoth second-round matchup, man. Sure, yeah, like, of course. This is, no, I mean, you know, Adam Silver is just like that that Scrooge McDuck diving into money right now, man. <laughs> is, uh, know, is Scrooge man. McDuck Disney? Um, I, don't, I don't know. Um, I didn't grow up here. <laughs> what are the chances you think LeBron goes on a Draymond Green pod after one of the games? <laughs> Let's go with our favorite storylines. That's my first one. <laughs> no, Draymond podcasting. Draymond's going to be like, all right, and then three stars from the, from from Lakers Warriors game Dray one. Uh, LeBron number one. Uh, Dray Draymond two, always uh, goes uh, in Rich third Paul. person. He's gonna be like Dubs lose game three, uh, fall down two one in the series. Yeah. Draymond Green zero for seven, ejected in the second quarter for punching Rui Hachimura. But I'm joined by LeBron James, who put up thirty seven seven and seven. You're like LeBron. What makes you the goat? <laughs>
The funny thing about uh, this, like LeBron versus Warriors thing, is like you remember after they blew the three-one lead, yeah, yeah, the Warriors, similar yeah. to what the Boston Bruins did yesterday. Oh man, um, I watched that too, man. Shout out to uh, whoever scored the game-winning goal. I don't you remember, remember the LeBron? Uh, former Leaf, I think. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, we 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 already did our hockey. Let's not push it. You're right. Um, you remember like LeBron had a famous Halloween party where there was like three-one like cookies and like designs. And apparently you have to walk you have to walk past a corpse of Steph Curry to get into the Halloween party. No, it was a tombstone. Yeah, yeah, it tombstone. Wasn't a okay, it was, sorry, it was sorry, sorry. English not my first language. It, yeah. But like um it was like it was a pretty heated thing for a little bit. Is and that heated? No, it That's was more adorable though. than heated, man. No. No, like even what? when even Draymond punch cookies right now? Even Draymond punch <laughs> No, but that's pettiness though. That's pettiness. Would you do that? That's would you do heated. that? Would heated. you do that to someone that you didn't like in the sports media industry? You know what? In, in retrospect, we could have done this on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um uh, but the other thing is like, oh, like, you know, Draymond punching LeBron, getting suspended, yeah, yeah. all that that's stuff. The, that's more heated. Yeah. No, it used to be all heated. And now, yeah. like all like I think like Gary Trent Sr. was saying on Friday, you know, like like all modern day rivalries, like these guys are all cool now. No, but I mean, like, I think they're still going to go at it. You know? Of course. And I, and I think that, um, like, I was calling my brother about the, the, the game yesterday. And mm. I was like, yo, this is your, you know, bird versus magic. Mm. You know? This is our bird versus magic. Because I, I didn't have this either. Like, it's just very hard, I think, in basketball these days with more parity and things like mm -hmm. that. And also just players changing teams where you can have this sort of rivalry that you can see over multiple series. Right? And I think that obviously the Cavs and the Warriors gave us that. Now that LeBron has now reestablished himself in LA, like you can get this now in the second round, it's it's just fun. You're more familiar with the storylines. You can kind of pick off off of where they left off, and yeah, I mean, I'm really curious to see how this matchup will go. I mean, I think it's going to be very different. The Lakers are going to play like they're like the exact opposite of the way the Kings want to play. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think for the Warriors, like you know, um, I, I I think they still have the advantage because who's the best player in this series? I think it's still Steph. No, like I, of I course. I, Exactly. Steph, no. Um, no, but I think, no, I think you compare Steph and LeBron, right? We talked so much in the first round about LeBron. Yeah. Just not, he didn't have that. And I don't think he has it in him anymore to be able to just like be that guy that single-handedly carries a team. Are you Malik Monk calling him old right now? I am calling him old. You Dylan Brooks right I don't, now? You're poking I'm not going to respect LeBron in the second round until he drops 40. What happened to the team, what happened to the um, team 38 boys? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to talk to you during the break. I don't um, care, he's old. Um, Whereas Steph, Amen. the other thing about Steph, I know we marvel at what LeBron is doing as a 38 boy. Like, what Steph is doing as I believe, <laughs> as I believe a 34 boy, um, it's oh, it's amazing. Because I think back yep. to like 2016 finals, right? Mm -hmm. That's when they lost the 3-1 lead, the 73-9 team. Like, man, I can't believe, like that was seven years ago. And we're looking at a Steph seven years later, arguably a way better player. Like, a way better player, in my opinion. Like, you talked about yesterday. The threes weren't falling. And in a lot of the games... Oh, in that, but, well, no, hold on. The threes no, were still falling. No, 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 no. Listen, threes, listen, uh, listen. The yeah. threes... But what I'm saying is, like, he's got so much... He's so much craftier now. Yeah, he's so yeah. much in control... I agree, I agree. ...of the game now, right? And I'm... I don't know. Like, I'm... I guess I'm just a Steph Stan, man. I'm in Marvel of, oh, like, of course. what he's doing. Like, it's it's actually mind-blowing to me. This is me a great series. I'm also curious because, like... um, AD in the past has given Draymond a ton of problems, but that was AD in the past. Like, we're talking about, like, Pelicans AD, you know? Oh, yeah. Draymond did a great uh, job of him, I remember, in that playing game. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I just feel like... A lot this, of great matchups, I, man. I feel like I'm I'm really hoping that this also goes seven. This also the D'Lo uh, revenge series. <laughs> remember oh, D'Lo right. spent four months with the... <laughs> 
Yeah, that, that was weird. With, with the Warriors and Steve Kerr's like, I, I got one Jordan Poole already, man. But you know what? Shout out to Bob Myers because he was able to turn KD leaving into a giant... Into um, D'Lo. Into yeah. a sign-in trade yeah. for D'Angelo Russell, yeah. who then he was able to flip into Andrew Wiggins only because Car Anthony Towns said, I want my best friend on the team. And Wiggins was like the second best player on the, on the Warriors last season in the playoff run. Yes. So, I mean, Wiggins is going to be obviously very important in this series. He's going to be guarding LeBron. Also a very underrated storyline, right? Because the whole LeBron back to Cleveland thing started with him That's trading right. Wiggins out of there. He wrote the Kevin letter Love. and didn't include Andrew Wiggins' name in it, his right. return to and Cleveland. You remember uh, Wiggins, whenever he was with the Timberwolves, the very rare times he matched up with Cleveland, he would always go off against LeBron. Like His yeah. career average was highs against Cleveland in terms of versus any other team. The second team, by the way, was Toronto. Yeah. So Wiggins could have had that extra gear. So I'm, I'm curious to see like that matchup as well. Austin uh, Reeves? Austin Reeves, Clay. About, I know, I know. Reeves. Austin what? Reeves and Clay Thompson are going to get into it at some point. Reeves is going to cross him up and give him the too small, and Clay's going to flash his four rings. What well, LeBron's going to say four right back to him? Man. That's going to be hard. Be flashing rings back in. That's going to be hard. Which player do you think is going to show up with a championship ring in the tunnel first? Yeah, I actually want them to all show up with like the rings <laughs> like on a, like a chain rings. or something. Play with the rings on their finger, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, this so, is going to be an all-time series. And, like, again, Adam Silver has to be thrilled. Man. Everybody in the world is going to be watching. Like, this is, like, yeah, a yeah. worldwide matchup yeah. for people. So, do you want to make a prediction? Uh, I mean, I have the Warriors going to the finals. So, I'm going to say Warriors in seven. Okay, I'll go Maybe with seven is too many. But, I mean, seven seems hopeful. I'm hoping for seven games of this. Yeah. I'm going to go with Warriors in six. Okay. I think they... I just, Winning in LA? I think they're locked in, man. Is Draymond going to high-five LeBron afterwards? He's going to be... <laughs> Oh, yeah. Did we talk about this? So on the podcast. Oh, God. Yesterday. Draypod? Are they above us now? Draypod. No? Please check. Um, I'm right now. Draypod said, because uh, DeMontis Sabonis did not shake Draymond's hand after game seven as they walked off the court. And Draymond, shocker. A real shocker. Draymond said, Draymond said he lost respect for DeMontis Sabonis. Who is in the right here? Which side uh, are you taking? Okay. I... I I don't think anyone's really in the right or in the wrong. Like, it doesn't really matter to me. I mean, when I play, I always shake hands with everyone afterwards, mm. but obviously it's not to this level. Still number one. Also never stop, been stomped on. We're still number one. Okay, this is yeah. great in basketball. This is, wow, this is true upside here. Mm. Don't listen to the Draypod. You've already heard it here. Um, <laughs> Yo, I will give you everything you need to know from the Draypod. Yeah, don't worry. For you're the good. whole second round. You're, good. you're getting a two for one on this podcast. <laughs> um, but I do feel like, okay, if Sabonis doesn't want to shake Draymond's hand, yeah. that's cool. But I don't think he shaked everyone else's hand. Yeah. Like, I, what, what? Steph didn't do anything to you. I would like, have not. Come on, Looney's hand, man. No, Dab if I was up. a bonus, that's the one guy. I'm like, yo, man, this guy beat me up so hard. <laughs> I can't even look him in the eye, no, man. man. I would come out, shake everyone's hand except Draymond's hand. That would send more of a message. <laughs> Looney, Looney versus Sabonis on the court together in 183 minutes in this series. Yeah. Looney was a plus 44. Yeah. <laughs> that's and, dominance. And Sabonis was minus 44. By <laughs> yeah. The way. He is... also had more rebounds and more assists. Oh, and even man. though Sabonis had twice as many uh, shots, I think Sabonis took way more shots, obviously, than Caban, who was yeah. way more efficient. So, I mean, damn, he just, he was the, that's the best deal in the league, man. Yeah. Seven million? No, we should you do it. You know, we paid auto six. Oh, man. We should do it. We paid auto um, six for eight games. For days off. Um... Yeah, we should pull up all the seven million dollar players at one point. Yeah, Maybe we can do that during the break. Okay. No, but this Draymond thing with the handshake is is funny to me. It, it really is funny. Yeah. But, so you have you're not taking a side on that one. Um. Any, no, um, I just think Sabonis missed opportunity to 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 shake everyone else's hand except for Draymond. Okay, that, that, that that's cool. the move. Also, that Sabonis, going. by the way, at the end of the series, yeah. man, this guy had like two black eyes. 
but on the same eye. Oh, man. His eye was so destroyed. I know his ribs are hurting. I know he his went pride to war, is man. hurting. I know his back is hurting from Kavan leaning on him. Like, that man looked like... He I went to know, war. He, he, he actually looks like he needs, like, just a vacation. He, right had, he went to war. Um, okay. And, yeah. We're going to take that break? Is uh, that what you want? Yeah. I was, well, I was going to ask you any final last words on the Grizzlies, since we didn't get a chance oh, to talk about the end of their season. Uh, I mean... You're good? No, I, this, this, this whole season just became so much about distractions, right? And I think mm-hmm. that, you know, hopefully... Um, the next time we, we talk about the Grizzlies, the next time we see them in the playoffs, because obviously they're going to be back, it's just like... That's what I do. I talk. No, I, I, you know what? No more, like, less talking. Right? <laughs> their the general, more, more their general manager, Zach Clement, did say at his end of season presser that they're going to take a different approach when it comes to trash talk. What, but how is he going to do that, though? Like, it, for, I guess he has to like move Dylan Brooks. Yeah, although, although moments later, Dylan Brooks took the podium and said he doesn't regret anything. <laughs> I poke bears. So we'll see. John Moran also said he let the team down with his off-the-court issues this season. Right, right. So, so I think there will be a growing up, a, like you it's said. It's a young there will team. Be a They'll up. grow up a little bit more. I also think that there are structural issues with that team that, mm-hmm. you know, they'll probably look to improve. But clearly they have a great talent base to build off of. The yeah. fact that they have Ja, Bain, and Jaron Jackson Jr. to build around is just so ideal, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they need one more guy. I don't know who that is. No, but. they definitely need someone on the wing that's a little bit better. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, the OG fact that they Hobie? had Xavier Tillman guarding LeBron in a lot of those games, I'm like, <laughs> like, yo, it kind of worked, but I also, think that like, said, nah. I think that said more about LeBron than Xavier Tillman. Okay, that's fair. But ultimately, like, you know, they, they have a good talent base. They just need to no, build on fair. it. Um, they have lots of time. But, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a maturity thing. Like, young teams go through this all the time. Um, and, yeah, I mean, even Dylan. Like, I, I think they can keep Dylan. I think, I think they got to... They got to cut. Where's he going? They got to move on. I don't know. Houston Rockets. Would you take him here? No. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not. That's a sharp no, huh? Definitely not. Also, he made Jay-Z, he made LeBron tweet out a lyric from Jay-Z's worst album, Kingdom Come. Can you explain? Can you explain? No, it's just a track called Trouble. Uh And it's just about like, you know, young heads, old heads. Gotcha. Like the the young heads disrespecting. But no, it's like Death of Autotune, but uh, which is younger But Kingdom Come is Jay-Z's like, worst album like who nobody quotes this isn't that a coldplay song yeah it also is but yeah, i don't i don't know like lebron's listening to kingdom come during this playoff so what's going on man well lebron also said he was reading the godfather like <laughs> yeah, like page, five or six times <laughs> this guy said he read it every series and then they were like what's your favorite part and he's like I'm just, he's like, to pick all of them yeah, it's a great book. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'll let you have this break all right we're gonna go to break i've been your host willow that's alex one you're listening to the raptor show on the sports night radio network have you checked out Bet Rivers yet? Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. Get in the action this basketball season with thousands of betting options. Plus, don't forget about Bet Rivers Sportsbook award winning customer service. It's a whole new game with Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook. Must be 19 plus, available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, please contact Connext Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wayne Lou. Continue to be joined by... Producer and co-host Alex Wong. Uh, we have some shout-outs before we get to our next topic because, honestly, we had a pretty great week, man. So, yeah, so do you want to shout-out? Just uh, just my sister's messaging me wanting a Alec Manoa bobblehead. So Okay. Um, anyways, shouts to our friends at Hong Shing Yo, for big shouts hosting to us on Friday. Uh, friend of the program event. 
we had people from the who helped us with the show, people behind the scenes there. Super fun. Yeah, we touched on that last week, but um, yeah, we just really wanted to put together a little thank you um, to all the guests and all the producers and you know photographers, all the other people who really helped us with the show. Um, and so we had a group of 20 hit up Colin and was like, yo, can we get the private room? He's like, yeah, yeah no problem. Plus we had to cap the numbers, so, you know. Sure, yeah. You know, no, no, no plus ones because, It's always know, politics. It was, it, was, it was out of pocket, but yeah. Um, yeah, he was like, no no problem. We got you the private room. He made us a set menu, kind of made some alterations, you know what I mean? Dietary restrictions, all that kind of stuff. It was an amazing thing, though. Like, we had lobster, we had pork, we had beef, we had chicken. It was like literally across the spectrum, all right? Mm. You know, dumplings, all that kind of stuff. It was amazing. Um, so yeah, shouts to Colin for, for showing us a good time. Yeah, I went to karaoke after, but the Lots details, the, the karaoke full recap will be coming on the banter pod. Oh yeah. On Wednesday. Lots of too, notes. Too many sensitive details. You're going to have to listen to like hour two of the podcast. For that on one. that, um, shouts to <clears> Patois <throat> and, uh, Chronic Inc. last week, um, invited us, um, to this cool event. I mean, I was, they it, did a you collab. were invited. Oh I, yeah, my I, bad. I did not get the invite. My bad, it's my okay. bad. For once. It's all good. For once, Will was left out. It's all good. Shouts to Craig and Ivy, Ricky from Chronic Inc., Tony yep. from Sunday's Coffee, and Jonathan of a Patois family who's a huge fan of um, the Raptor show. So, That's awesome, Jonathan, man. stop wearing inappropriate shirts to parent-teacher meetings. Oh, okay. Is the message. And also, shouts we mentioned earlier, CCYA had us for a luncheon yesterday. That's right. I was in... Uh, shouts I, to I was, and Johnson. I was at Bamberg Circle on Saturday. Yeah, that's Cash's home turf. Which is basically Markham at that point, man. And Scarborough and, and Markham are not the same. They're so close. It's like... a Five minute drive from there. They're not the same. Okay, well, ultimately, I'm, you keep if, telling people I'm from Scarborough. I'm I'm from Markham. Okay, but it, you're it's disrespecting like, Scarborough legends like Joseph Cacharo I'm and Frank if, and Maria. If I can see steals, I can see Markham. Okay? <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> anyway, it is for me, man. I, I, that was like it took me literally an hour and a half. So to get you're home. at the Berg. You're at the Bamberg. And then the next day, I was I was I was getting a ride with you. Shouts to shouts to you first off for for uh, scooping me to go to Markham. Yeah. That Otherwise, took all my energy. It, took, it would have taken me two hours to transit there. Man, that and traffic uh, on Allen Road, you know what I'm saying? No, this is traffic on Eglinton to get onto that. Oh, That's okay, okay, yeah, that was yeah. tough. LRT coming, uh, never. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah. shout out to everybody. It was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a great buffet, man. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Um, so what do you want to talk about? Alex? Well, we didn't get a chance because um, Gary Trent Sr. came in like a tornado last Friday. Yeah, um, legit, man. And we didn't get a chance to touch on some updates on the Raptors head coaching search. By now, everybody knows, I think, you know, as Woj reported last week, it's a long list of assistant coaches who have been granted permission mm -hmm. to interview with the Raptors. Uh, one of them, Jordy Fernandez from the Sacramento Kings, already conducted his interview last Friday. Uh, Mark Spears reported that the interview was done on Zoom at 6 a.m. Pacific time um, yeah, from his a, hotel in San Francisco. That's tough, man. I, I, I'm sure the schedules are... are, are, are you know, whatever. It's a big job interview. Yeah. Of course, you would just say yes. But, but like, yeah, also, if you're Jordy, are you, you know, can you be like, oh, let's reschedule? Like, you know, you might only get one chance to blow. I mean, like I, M &M. I, I yeah. guess, but like so. 6 a.m.? Yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, we do that for morning show. Yeah. No, we don't. We do 8 a.m. <laughs> and we specifically request oh, yeah, 8 show's a.m. Danielle. Let's try to make those 8.30 from now on. <laughs> That's not possible, man. Oh, Sometimes man. it's possible, but we're already getting first class treatment. No, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great. Uh, this list, um, you know, it's got Golden State's uh, Kenny Atkinson. Yep, who Charles famously Lee. accepted the Hornets job last year and then backed out after the Warriors won the championship. He said, I think I'm just going to stay here. I think he talked to his family and his family was like, yeah. no, 
So no, it's I, a, it was a good what call. Can you really say it was a good, it was call. A good call too, by the way. Yeah, Milwaukee's Charles Lee. Yep. Uh, Kevin Young in Phoenix, mm-hmm. uh, Mitch Johnson in San Antonio, Jordy Fernandez, we mentioned from Sacramento, uh, Darko uh, Rajakovic and, uh, from, from Memphis, and also uh, Chris Quinn in uh, Miami. Uh, he uh, called your disciple, Chris Quinn. He's like, That's Spoh's like closest guy, man. He's been there for a long That's time. That's Spoh's like yeah. number two guy on the bench. You always see them interacting together. Um, Woj also mentioned that Becky Hammond, who's obviously the head coach of the uh, Las Vegas Aces, mm-hmm. uh, is going to rec- uh, receive an interview as well. She actually was asked about it, I think. Um, yeah, and- the, Aces, the Aces unveiled their new practice facility right, right, over right. the weekend. And, and one of the questions was about... Um, this rumor about her um, interviewing for the Raptors job. And she said, quote, I'm not commenting on Toronto. Mm-hmm. This is about the aces. And I won't take one moment away from these women to talk about those boys. Yeah. That was her comment. No, which I think is perfectly fair. I, I don't think the timing is very ideal at all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially with uh, the WNBA going to start up soon. But like, yeah, um, I, I think it's, it's a good list. By the way, that's not the whole list. Um, you know, from what we've heard, it's like 25 people on this list. Yeah. So this uh, is like actually only a third of the list. Yeah, I would say this will probably take, like you speculated too. Like I think this is going to take the entire month of May. I mean, if there's going to be twenty five people involved in this thing, I mean, you can only imagine what the timeline would look yeah. like. Happy Asian uh, Heritage Month, by the way. Word. Forgot, this this forgot is when to, you're going to uh, do it. <laughs> no, I forgot up top. That's fine. Maybe we're you know in the as, post, we, as in we always say on the show era. every single. Month this is, is why Asian I forgot because I carry myself like it's show. Asian Heritage Month every day. But yeah, it's, it's going to take a while. It's, it's going to take a while. Um, they're going to they're have a lot of people that are, are going to yeah. be involved. But I, I think it's a good list. I think um, clearly they really want to look at um, newer voices. The only head coach on this list um, in the NBA side is Kenny Atkinson, who formerly was uh, was boss knifed the in the back by uh, KD and Kyrie. Yeah, they were just like, you know, we're good. We <laughs> they're don't like, need you a know coach. what? We're fine in the East. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we, we're fine without a coach. Yeah, that's so you know. You know but, just sign DeAndre Jordan to fifty million, and uh, we're fine in the East. Yeah, that so that didn't really work out. But ultimately, you know, um, nothing in Brooklyn ever does. But no, uh, I like I, I like this list. You know, it, I it's think. all assistants. You know what I mean? And yeah. then of course, um, Becky obviously is, is is the head coach with the, the the Aces, but obviously was a long time assistant with the Spurs as well. So yeah. like they're clearly looking to find a new voice bring some new energy. A lot of these players, uh, a lot of these people are known for their development, mm-hmm. their, their hand in development too. And I think that mm-hmm. that's obviously a pretty clear um, emphasis for the Raptors. They want to get back to being able to develop talent, grow their own talent, because mm-hmm. obviously we know signing people is not going to ever work out here. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I like the approach. I like the direction. It's very hard to say like who, sh- you know, should have a leg up on who in, in this scenario, just because of the fact that, you know, most of these people, you don't really get to know them that much. Mm-hmm. Um, you really need to go through the interview process. So, like, I think for a lot of fans, like, we want to attach ourselves to, like, we want this guy, we want this guy, or whatever, right? And it's just, like, it's it's not really possible to do that with assistant coaches. You don't, you have no idea sort of, like, who's really doing what um, until you really interview them and get to know their philosophies. I think the one thing that's really cool is, um, you know, you've been able to find, I've been able to find a lot of, like, extended interviews with um, a lot of these candidates. So I've been, like, listening through them. They're all, like, an hour long it's cool, like, just to get to hear from these coaches. And I think, you know, in, in Toronto, if you ever notice, you never hear from the assistant coaches. Like, it, the only ever time you ever hear from them is, like, um, they're at a charity event, which obviously, you know, it's like a two-minute interview about the charity yeah. event. Or it's like you hear about them when Nick is gone and there's an assistant coach who's in the interim, like like Adrian Griffin. Mm. You don't get to see extended interviews with a lot of these other guys. Whereas I think that, like, when these job opportunities come up, Maybe it's not so much for the front offices because they have access to those people anyway. But for the fans, you can't really get to know 
like who Adrian Griffin is because it's harder to find content about them and sort of them talking about their philosophies because there's so little access to those assistant coaches. Whereas you can actually find hour long interviews with all these players and all, all these uh, coach candidates that you can get to know a little bit about their philosophies. Yeah. So I think that part's actually kind of I cool. think that's super cool. And I, and I love this list too. And, you know, I think about it too, like since Masai's come back, you know, run this team, mm. you know, the, the coaching has been like, he hasn't had a chance to do this like full kind of refresh you know, Dwayne, he inherited Dwayne Casey as a coach, and then Nick Nurse was part of Dwayne's coaching staff. And we heard so much about Masai talking about just the need for changes in culture mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. things like that. And, like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they end up hiring someone like an uh, Adrian Griffin or Earl Watson, someone that's already on the staff. Like, I would I, I would actually prefer if, if, they, if they brought in someone from the outside with their own, like you mentioned, philosophy and be able to kind of just start from scratch, right? Because I think as much as this head coach needs to be really good at all the stuff you need on the court, like mm-hmm. X's and O's and stuff... Um, you know, I think so much of this next person coming in has to be about establishing yep. a culture, establishing a standard, establishing how you communicate with players, how you communicate with assistant coaches, right? Like mm. so many problems came to the forefront this season and whether it's fair or not, this next person coming in, whether it's Becky Hammond, whether it's Kenny Atkinson, whoever it is, is going to have to take on those things and mm. really fix all those things, right? Absolutely. So... Um, no, the, the fact that this is a wide list, I know we started at the very beginning. It was like, oh, Ime Odoka looks like that's the guy that's going to be coming in. Mm-hmm. I'm actually more excited about this process, knowing that they're going to talk to like this wide range of people. Yeah, I, I, I didn't think they were ever going to just be like, okay, we fired Nick and now next week Ime is going to be in here. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think they were always going to go through this process. Sure. And yeah, I mean... Um, yeah, like 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 we said, there's a lot of candidates, so uh, it's gonna. Is take, there someone? I mean, based on your own little scouting, is there someone where you're like, oh, this this is interesting about this person? On, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's really hard to say. It yeah. really is hard to yeah, say. Yeah, like, yeah. I think you really need to get to know them, get to see their personality sure. traits, um, how yeah. that jives with the front office and all that kind of I'm stuff. I'm gonna do a little studying on Chris Quinn, man. I feel like maybe we do need okay. to import some heat culture. All right, all right. Over here. No, I mean uh, he's definitely been there a long time. Obviously, a former player as well. Mm. You know, obviously the Heat are known for player development. They talk mm. about it in every broadcast how like half the team is undrafted. Mm. You know, and that's that's actually kind of cool. Like that is actually really cool that they're able to do that. So. Um, you know, I, it was interesting because I had a lot of conversation just with some of the the, the women basketball fans um, in my life and mm-hmm. a, about the idea of, you know, Becky potentially coming here. Wanted to hear their perspective in terms of, okay, well, you know, she's on the list. And I think what was surprising to me, and I didn't really take in this, uh, this perspective, is just how many of them said, like, I hope this is an actual chance and she's getting a real interview sure. rather than her name's getting tossed in here for more publicity. Yeah. Because I think from their perspective, because this has happened so many times already, mm-hmm. there there is a bit of like um, a, a skepticism almost. Yeah. Right? Is she seriously being in, interviewed or is it sort of to bring attention to your head coaching search? Yeah. So no, I think I, that that's a perspective I didn't really appreciate because I just thought, oh, this is cool that they're going to interview Becky mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see how it goes. Obviously, the timing's not ideal with, with her current job, but, you know, the NBA, obviously, you know, there's a lot more money in that. But... Yeah, that was I was a little surprised to hear that. So. No, I think the skept- the skepticism is is warranted, you know, based on the fact that I think how men and women coaches and like across different sports have been treated and you know, no, I think I think it'd be I think it'd be just disservice to like Becky's resume as a player and as a coach too, right? Cuz like you think about think about all the things we talk about Nick Nurse and like the things that maybe like didn't connect, you know, as a people person, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, you know, like from from just from afar like following Becky's career you know, seeing how the Spurs players have talked about her yep. when she was there and obviously seeing what she's doing with Aces. Like, I think she Yo, checks... She won it with the first yeah, year there. No, I think she checks all the, boss, yeah. uh, all the boxes there because, like, 
you want someone that comes in, um, and I always talk about like I think about Ty Lue sometimes too, because like I'm a big Ty Lue fan, and I'm like, a former player sometimes can garner a type of respect that someone like a Nick Nurse, you know, uh, like someone who actually played in the NBA and like played at a high level, like can garner respect from your players, maybe more sometimes, yeah, I guess, um, in in certain situations, and I and I think Becky checks that box uh, box too, like having all that yeah, experience. Absolutely. So yeah. I think it'll be super interesting um, as they start narrowing down that list, and I'm sure it's we'll a long continue. List, though. It's a long yeah, list as, as we continue to um, talk about it, and now it's time. For Between the Lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. There's two games in the NBA tonight. The late game is Denver Phoenix game two. We didn't even get to that series. We'll get to it tomorrow. Mm. But first up, Sixers Celtics open round two in Boston. Yep. Joel Embiid is expected to miss tonight's game and expected to miss at least the first two games of this series with a knee sprain. It's not looking good. I did see him on the court gingerly taking warm up jumpers. <sighs> Yeah, but, but, like, he was barely moving. Yeah, uh, yeah, but all accounts from Philly is that uh, people have said, quote, it'll take a miracle for him to to be in the first Man, two games. what happened to his knee? I don't know. Apparently, it's more than a grade one LCL sprain, which usually means you should be out four to six weeks. Worse. So, it's looking like he might miss the entire series at this Man, point. And if tough. he comes, he's going to have to play with a brace and obviously be very limited. Um, yeah. Celtics are 10-point favorites at home tonight to open up game one. Mm. Who do you like, William? You know, I, I feel like... So for me, I had the Celtics as my championship pick. Um, mm -hmm. However, I, I didn't like Celtics the, fan. the looseness that they played with at times in that Atlanta series. Mm -hmm. They had a real chance to close them out in game five. They didn't. They had to play an extra game in you know, game six in Atlanta, and that game was fairly close as well. So it's just like, you know, I, I just think that um, I think the Celtics need to sort of get into their playoff gear. Like I, I thought that they played that first-round series at a regular season intensity. However, I just think that they have a lot of matchups um, in their favor, especially if Embiid's not playing. That's not a surprise whatsoever to say. I mean, Maxi's had a struggle against the series. I think James Harden's going to really have to score. I haven't seen a lot of scoring from him. He shot like under 30% from on twos in the first round. So um, there is a different pace that the Sixers are, are able to play with when Embiid's not out there and, and they're able to you know, go smaller and spread it out. The thing is, the Celtics are very good at playing that style. So um, even though the Celtics are a favorite by 10 points, I'm going to take the Celtics. Wow. This is the first time I feel like you've taken a double-digit favorite. Yeah. This, a lot of confidence. You know, I can show confidence in a team. That You're bleeding green. You're a Celtics fan. Um, all right. That was Between the Lines, brought to you by Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. All right. That does it for us on the podcast. Uh, today, I've been your host, Willu, and you've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find The Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe. And please rate and review the show. Reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Thanks once again to producer and co-host Alex Wong, our board producer, Derek Randale, Jennifer Olin for helping on the YouTube stream. Speaking of YouTube stream, Kipper and Bourne coming up next to talk about the team of destiny. I can't wait. I'm going to be locked in. All right, I'll talk to you soon.